Hello and welcome to the first episode of English with Lydia, a podcast for intermediate level learners who want to take their English to the next level. My name's Lydia and I'm an English teacher from England. I'm also a language learner like you. I've been learning Mandarin Chinese for many years now, so I understand the challenges you're facing at this stage in your language learning journey. I want to help you overcome these challenges and become a more confident and fluent English speaker. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can find me at English with Lydia. And if you enjoy this podcast, then feel free to send me a message on Instagram. I'd love to hear what you think. In today's episode, I'm joined by Rhiannon. Hello. Hiya. Would you mind introducing yourself? Yeah, of course. My name's Rhiannon. I'm an English teacher and I run my own business running English discussion courses for high level students um, where we uh, talk about really complex, interesting topics. Um, I've been teaching now for about 10 years, uh, primarily in the UK, working in language schools, uh, but also in Spain, Belgium and Ecuador. Lovely. So Rhiannon and I are going to be talking about something called the Intermediate Plateau today. So first, could you explain to us what this is? Yeah, of course. So any plateau, and they can occur at, at any level, but the Intermediate is the famous one, is a period of time when you stop or seem to stop improving. And it usually happens after another period where you've been improving quite a lot and you're feeling great and then suddenly everything slows down and you start to panic. <laughs> exactly. So we're going to be talking about why this happens and what you can do when this happens. And firstly, I think it's important to say that if you're listening and thinking, I have this problem, then you're definitely not alone. This happens to everyone at some point. Uh, it happened to me in Chinese. Rhiannon, has it happened to you before? Absolutely. Yeah. I lived in Spain for two years and probably about three months in, I hit my first plateau. I improved loads when I first moved. And then it was about six months where I couldn't really notice any changes at all. And I was learning, but it wasn't coming out of my mouth. It was staying in my brain and I didn't <laughs> know it was there. Um, and then, yeah, about six months later, I had another jump. So I, I was learning things, but I, I didn't see it happening at the time. Exactly. Yeah. I think often it's it's in your mind that you feel like, you know, you might panic because you feel like you've just stopped making progress completely, but it is happening. <laughs> Absolutely. As long as you're doing all the things that you need to do to improve, of course, it is possible not to improve. But if you're working hard and you're using English, then I can guarantee that something is going in. Definitely. So let's talk about some of the reasons why it happens. So what's one of the possible reasons for this? Awesome. So the first one uh, requires maybe a little bit of terminology so lots of learners and teachers are familiar with two kinds of levels the first one is with the letters and numbers like a1 a2 b1 b2 intermediate is b1 generally um, or this kind of pre-intermediate intermediate upper intermediate advanced 
terminology. But there is another slightly more simple group of words, which is simply basic, independent and proficient. And my manager used to describe these as not good, good and very good. <laughs> and intermediate sits in this independent user section. And if we think about that, it's when you reach a level with the language where you don't need any help. You might appreciate help and you might still find things difficult and you might have trouble understanding everything, but you can survive. And for lots of people, this then marks the point where their brain completely subconsciously goes, oh, cool, I can stop now. It's kind of that good enough level that, yeah, that we talk about where you, you can survive, you can have conversations pretty easily. So therefore the, the, the need to be better kind of subsides a little bit. Absolutely, absolutely. And that need is really interesting because often what people think their need is is not quite the same as what their actual need is. So in Edinburgh, where I live and where I've taught before going online for about five years, we have lots and lots of Spanish speakers, people from Spain. And because of situations in Spain and decisions by the Spanish government, lots and lots of people come to the UK saying, I'm gonna learn English and I'm gonna get my C1, like the Cambridge advanced exam, because they need it for their work or they need it to, to find a job or to finish university or whatever. Um, and so what they think they need is C1 English. And then they live here for a year or two and they're working and they've got their friends and they're going out and they're living their life in the UK, but they don't realize that the life they're building is actually quite limited. So maybe they think, oh, I use English every day at work, but they're doing the same job for two years. And oh, I use English with my colleagues, but it's the same colleagues and the same topics of conversation. You go to the same bar every Friday night and have the same conversations. And so they come to you know, my class or a teacher's class to learn C1 and they think, well, I'm really good at English. I use it every day. And what they haven't noticed is actually they have been practicing the same English over and over again, but the C1 requires a really broad level of English that they just simply haven't exposed themselves to. Yeah, exactly. And I know you've talked about this before with your students, but the amount of language that you need increases, but also because it's more advanced, you're less likely to come across this language in everyday life. Absolutely. Yeah. English um, is a great language for beginners you can jump in and start making you know terrible incorrect sentences really quickly you just need some vocabulary and some verbs because we don't have really complex conjugations we don't have like loads of cases that you have to change every noun for you can just jump in and have a go yeah and even if it's completely grammatically incorrect we still understand <laughs> absolutely absolutely and that's fantastic, <laughs> except that, as you say, when you're getting to the more advanced stuff, it is so infrequent, so uncommon that it can be really, really difficult to pick up. There's 
a statistic and the numbers change depending on who you read, but anywhere between 85 and 90% of the language used in any kind of standard conversation or book or text uses a core vocabulary of about 3000 words. Mm. So when we talk about getting to about intermediate level, we're talking about having a vocabulary of about 3000 words and their different forms, plural, singulars, etc. However, in English, there are anywhere from 100,000 to 500,000 words. <laughs> Nobody knows all of them. No. But there's certainly at least kind of 30,000 that most kind of adult, educated native speakers would be able to use if they needed them. Um, and yeah, getting from the 3,000, which is an independent user, to probably about the 10,000, which is a proficient second language user takes so much work because as you say you just don't see that vocabulary or those structures often enough to get the exposure that you need exactly yeah and we talked about that kind of good enough level um and i guess that when this happens sometimes it can be that english becomes less of a priority in their life as well so you know if you're busy with work or you're living your life um it might be that you're not really putting in as much um, effort into studying English, which is totally fine, but of course it will cause you to slow down a little bit. Absolutely, absolutely. And often if you hit a plateau, it's worth, instead of panicking about it, it's worth thinking, well, is this good enough for now? And am I happy with it for now? Um, If you've got the English that you need to do all the things that you need to do, maybe you have got time to focus on other things in your life and that's great. You don't want to be spending your whole life worried about English. Exactly, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about what we can do when this happens then. So what advice would you give to someone at this stage in their language learning journey? I would recommend expanding your horizons. So that will usually involve taking a look at your life if you're living in an English-speaking environment or your kind of English activities if you're not and being very honest about what it is that you are using English for and then what you are not using English for. So for example if you read you know you buy a newspaper every week and you spend the week slowly going through it that's fantastic that's an excellent habit but does it mean that you're not reading fiction? Do you need to be reading more fiction because the type of language that's used is very different, but also the skill is very different. Understanding how a writer wants you to feel or what a writer wants you to imagine is very different to understanding the key events in a news story. They're different reading skills. So for me, it's the key thing is going, what am I doing? And then what am I not doing? And how do I start doing it? Yeah, I think it's very easy to become comfortable doing things that you know how to do and that you've improved a lot with. Um, But it's very, very important to kind of step out of that comfort zone and start challenging yourself and doing the things that make you feel slightly uncomfortable because they are more difficult. Absolutely. And I think that discomfort you know, to a certain extent is a really good sign because it shows that you're in a learning place. You're in a place where there is something to learn 
and your brain subconsciously will be aware of that and will go oh oh no (laughs) (laughs) I need to know this exactly and you will start learning whereas as you say if you're set in your comfort zone you're worried about other things and that's great but as you said we won't you won't see the progress that you want absolutely and I think when we talk about this kind of level as well it's totally different to the other stages in the whole language learning process you know we go from knowing nothing to knowing something in that kind of beginner level it's very fast progress it's a different stage but when we get to this kind of intermediate upper intermediate going on to advanced kind of level it's we have to do things differently so it's kind of finding ways to you know change your routine change your study habits if something's not working for you then it's definitely time to change that Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Great. Well, I think your advice will be really helpful for anyone listening who feels like they are stuck at the moment at this intermediate level. So thank you so much for coming onto the podcast today and for sharing your advice. Thank you so much for having me. Don't forget to follow, rate and review English with Lydia wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also find me on Instagram at English with Lydia. See you next time.